somebody's shoulder and they're peering over yours. Or if you have like a question or something, you can just turn around real quick to somebody. But how do you do this room? You are listening to Digital Perspective Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Julio. I am a 3D digital artist, photographer, and beat maker. All right. Topic of today is school life. But before we get on with that, what's going on today? What's up with today? More like what's up with the week. So I found this 3D artist. Their name on Instagram is Imbu. So I-M-B-U-E. They do a lot of 3D printing jobs. And one thing that I found, because uh, another artist I follow had bought this, uh, two of this was this sculptures that uh, they call ancient astronauts. So technically, they took uh, the head of Tutankhamun and put it on the body of an astronaut. And it looked pretty cool. It, it came in two colors, a gold color and a matte black color. And I found them very interesting. And I tried to go buy one, but they were already sold out, unfortunately. So that that was like the one of the big things, at least for me this week. What about you? Uh, so with me, I'm just trying to get a lot of my stuff off the ground. Like the stuff that I was looking at, the code art stuff that I was telling you about. A lot of times I'll go on the internet, just look around for some inspirations, some stuff to do, and you, you just kind of get lost in all that stuff. That's awesome. Another thing for me this week is I've been really diving down a lot on the AR um, Instagram world, mostly because I am starting to get a lot into AR. I've done a couple of AR sculptures to go in part with my own visual work because it's fun and I, I have some tools that are available for free. You know, I do what I can with it and it's pretty fun so far. I do want to get into more AR, let's say high tech. So yeah, that's that's pretty, that's pretty much uh, what's up with me this week. Okay. Yeah, like see with me, I just feel like I've been stuck in, in school just doing uh, online classes and, and stuff. You would know. You and me have a class together, and that was pretty good. And it's, but the other ones are just kind of just more like, oh man. Yeah, I I feel that. I feel that. Um, every every day that I wake up for our class, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm really excited to hear what this man has to say today. Uh, but then the rest of the day is just like, uh, do I really have to go to this class? Uh, that's a perfect segue into the topic of the day. Uh, that is uh, School Live Online. Now, for most of, of country, where actually any country you live in, you're probably using uh, Zoom, which is like the dominant form, Google Meet, um, or a version of Blackboard. And, and, and man, Blackboard is, well, man, it's a dicey. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, uh, at least for us last semester, we were doing the Blackboard stuff and that was pretty terrible, I have to say. Um, we done a step up with Zoom, but Zoom is still pretty eh. It's definitely a lot better than before where, um, earlier with Zoom where people were just jumping into people's Zoom meetings and just ruining that stuff. Yeah, and, and also for us, we were we are art students, so that was a completely different thing. For our studio classes, uh, we technically had to figure out on our own how to even get work done for school. At least I think for most of us, we we had these programs available at home. I think for the most part, like people that got hurt, like I had uh, photography in the sculpture class, and um, 
photography was manageable just because I had a digital camera and I can go out there and, and go ahead and take the pictures and do what I had to do. Same thing with, with digital media. I had a computer at home that was capable of rendering and all that stuff. But for people who had like like ceramics, sculpture, jewelry, smithing, stuff like that, like I really did feel for you because you really had to make the most of whatever you had around. So you had to get real inventive. And like same thing for me when I had the class, you just had to get real inventive. Yeah, I had to I had to get creative with uh, my setup at home. Like I was lucky enough to have a, a spare room in the house to make a little office that's where I am right now it's my art studio uh now it's not a classroom anymore uh, I do more things than school in here uh but at the beginning it was just like I'm just here for school otherwise I'm not doing anything else in this room <laughs> um at the beginning I would say it was pretty rough yeah definitely for a lot of people oh yeah definitely because I especially like over the summer when COVID was hitting hard uh I started to realize that people were going to turn their offices their spare rooms into offices, actually, or makeshift classrooms for teachers and stuff like that. And buying stuff, especially, like, trying to get something locally, like the desk or something, was, like, a nightmare. Like, you could go anywhere, and you just, everything was sold out. And But luckily for me, I was able to get the stuff I needed to get to make the office work. Oh, I, I can only imagine. The desk I'm using right now, it's just, like, one of those white tables that, like, you can travel with everywhere. That's technically just what I have, and it's perfect. I've been thinking of buying one that's a little better, but this is what's working for me right now, and I'm golden. I was definitely more concerned with having a heavier desk, a desk that could take the weight of, like, paraphernalia, monitors, well, you know, any other computer equipment. I didn't I didn't want it to bend. I didn't want anything like that to happen to it. So let me ask you a question for, like, in class. I know the class that we have together, people will show their face, they're engaged, they you know, nod their head, participate, whatever the case may be. But for your other classes, is it does it work the same way or are things different? Because I have something different, but I want to hear what you have to say about that. Um, no, uh, there's one of my art histories currently that no one, absolutely nobody turns their camera on, nor their microphone on. Then there's this class that my professor made 10% of our grade to have our cameras on. At this point, it's mandatory to have your camera on in that class. Uh, and then there's the other class that is just optional. It's a 10 a.m. class. My professor understands. And she also admits you into the meeting with your camera and your microphone on. So you literally have no option once you come into the class to leave your camera on. Yeah. I have a class that I like a lot. Um, and everybody, you know, for the most part, started with the camera on. But as the class kept going on, like the day... Uh, People were just slowly turning their stuff off. You wouldn't see them at all. They wouldn't turn it back on unless the professor like called them. You know, just let me pop on and make sure I'm here while I'm talking. And there was people that got caught out there with the the camera off, mm -hmm. and they just yeah. weren't there at all. Yeah, we have, we had one of those in our class the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. But wait, that's a little different because. All right, so normally in that class, that class we both have together, like when you have your camera off, it's because you probably just went to the restroom or something. And I think that's a, that's what happened to her. Yeah, like in that case, like most of the time when people have their, like she was gone a relatively short amount of time. So I just chalked it up and she went to the bathroom. And, and that's something also that I wanted to get into. Like some people that I've seen is like you you might not have the, the, the private space to sit there and just 
know, be able to plop your device down, pay attention to the class fully without somebody darting in from the back or whatever. And then or also sometimes somebody will talk to them and they get to sit there and turn their heads and have the mute on and have a conversation apart from the class. And that's very distracting, you know, as for a learning environment. And I, and and I'm almost positive it happens for like any kind of grade, not just not just people in college, university and stuff. Uh yeah, at the beginning of this office, it was me and my partner sharing it too. Uh, so like one one day, one will be using this desk, and then the other one will be working on the floor, and and like that. Uh, and that's how we went for like a good two weeks until we were just like, okay, we cannot continue. Yeah, see, I couldn't, I couldn't do that situation strictly because like my wife is a social worker, so like they have to have their own private space, soundproof, all that stuff, away from everybody else. So. That, that's all legalese with them and stuff. So I can't, we could never share the same space. And also on top of that, like I was thinking Corona very much stopped people from engaging. Like people who loved engaging in person, like they, they, like this is not good. This doesn't work for them. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like I've been home for so long now that I will be incredibly awkward in interacting with people, not through a screen. Like I've been thinking about that and that's definitely not the case. I can assert that because I've hung out with a lot of my friends out in my backyard and it's just fine. But I always something in me that's just like, oh, you're going to be an awkward person once you interact with people again. But I don't think that's going to be true. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, like once we start really getting back into the world, like getting back to communicating, being back between next to each other, it's going to be different. But, you know, for people that are immunodeficient in our lives, like we, we got to be safe. We got to be safe for them. And... You know, but like if you're an extrovert, uh, like you're, you just hate life right now. Oh yes, absolutely. I've come to love to be in in my home. I found myself actually being a lot more nervous outside when I spend more than an hour outside of my house. To the point that I get I get antsy and I'm just like I need to go back home. <laughs> this this has become such a comfort zone that anything outside is just like oh god, I'm being invaded, I'm being attacked. Yeah, I definitely think that's important it, to have like your own your own safe space, your own personal space, especially if like you live with a lot of people in, in your home or you happen to live in a very big city with like a lot of movement going to and fro and with everything going on, you just you just want your own safe area where you feel like okay, I'm okay here. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially in this times. But now let's go back to art school. What do you think of like doing art school online? Like what? So I I don't like it. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like I miss the the days we you know remember we we're in class and we meet a class together, right? And you can look around and see what everybody's doing. You know, peer over somebody's shoulder, like peering over yours. Or if you have like a question or something, you can just turn around real quick to somebody. But like, how do you do this, bro? You know, and you can't really really do that now at all. Actually, also something else that I wanted to touch on, like we were talking about prior to recording about exhibitions. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of art schools had to move to a online format for their senior shows. Uh, we saw that at uh, the School of Visual Arts MFA Fine Arts 2020 uh, had an online thesis exhibition. What's exhibiting, uh, I believe, in uh, in in-person uh, exhibitions uh, that were social distance. It, they were doing it from July 16 to August 6. And they call this exhibition, We Interrupt This Program. I think it's uh, quite fun because that interrupting a program kind of theme this year has been... Uh, 
uh, in the forefront because there has been there has been so much going on this year that we need a break and art is our break. Their website is pretty cool too. They have uh, in the background they have all the names of uh, of the students that are graduating. And then in the front, they have all these texts and the text changes color once it's on top of the other wording. And it's and it makes a pretty cool effect, I think. Did you get a chance? To- oh, yeah, I saw that. The, yeah, with the text go down. Yes. And I think that's a really cool thing because like like when life throws you a curveball like it, it's doing right now, and it's like, it's interrupting you. And you're like, man, you're going to interrupt me. I'm like, all right, no problem. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to come back and I'm going to interrupt you instead. It's really cool what they did with this website, though. Um, very, it's very digital media student. Uh, like we've seen it, we we've done we've done this in some of our own classes. I think uh, I know I've done it uh, when we were in, uh, when I was in foundations to digital media. I did. Uh, we were learning how to do a website. This is how I first did my website, uh, but then I decided not to publish it. I never finished that website. One artist from their exhibition that really struck out to me was this uh, artist called Carlos Rosales. They have this sculpture like paintings um, they're pretty much like our professors uh, they have a shape and then they paint inside of the shape and the colors are very vibrant and just just like my work uh, that is very high pitch colors um, so that was pretty cool another exhibition that has been captivating my eyes especially on Instagram lately is called Circa 2020 it's from uh, London yeah they are they at the beginning of August they started taking over the Piccadilly Square lights uh, so it's this giant OLED screen that it's mostly used for advertisement. So to think about think about this as the UK's version of Times Square. Um, so this group of artists that were just graduating from art school, they did an online. This was technically an online exhibition. It was it had you can see the art both in a website and then you can go. This is the the most fun part about this. It was every day for two minutes at, at time 2020, which translates to 8.20 p.m. Um, they will be showcasing a work of art by a graduate from uh, from the UK's art schools. They will be showcasing them for two minutes every day at 20.20 p.m. Isn't that cool? Like, what a way to turn 2020 into something. Yeah, all that stuff is, is really cool. The way you sit here, you can adapt to the situation because... You know, in 2020, like, and, you know, this is what you have to do and going forward into 2021, it's not going to stop. We're going to have to keep doing this because Corona's not just going to sit there and go away, you know, regardless of, of what's going on so fast. But yeah, it's it, art online has been taking the art world specifically by some sort of storm, I will say, because um, as you know, this is technically what I base my entire work on and more primarily this year i i my artist statement i have written that like the world is going through a visual societal and economic and so many types of changes and one of those changes is that we're going into this technological realm and a lot of us are having trouble with it a lot of us are just having the biggest ease uh for example in my case i i could say i had my first solo exhibition this year on instagram like that's i put that on my artist cv And I send it at uh, the Providence Art Club. I hope that they can appreciate that because I had to get creative this year. Another thing this year that has been taken the art world by an unfortunate storm is the impact of COVID-19 in gallery closings. There were a lot of really important uh, closings this year. For example, uh, Hauser and Worth, uh, that's a New York gallery. Uh, one of the representatives confirmed that uh, the gallery's two spaces in New York and one and its one large space 
in Los Angeles. It's closing to the public this year. Uh, I haven't heard any, anything about coming back. If something does, we'll definitely update that. Yeah, because a lot of people, even people who want to become artists, like they think it's just, oh, it's a museum. Oh, it's drawing. Oh, it's insert whatever commercial art. And it's more than that just because there's the type of art you're going to do which leads into what's going on. There's galleries, there's what you think versus the what is there to do with whatever it is your concentration might be in. Also, things that you didn't think you could do, like as far as like careers. So another another way that I have been keeping in, I could say in check with the art world and in the world of COVID-19 uh, is hyperallergic. For those who don't know, Hyperallergic is uh, an online art magazine. Uh, I am subscribed to their mailing list and I receive all types of news all every day. I don't really read them because I'm fine by just reading the titles of the of the articles. But every so often there's that one article that catches my eye that I absolutely have to read. Most of them are about online exhibitions, but a lot of museums closed um, and a lot of, again, a lot of galleries have been closing because we've had to do a lot of social distancing and we don't know how to get around that. Uh, so us, the digital artists that have been almost being rejected, we have almost been rejected by by the art world. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode today. My name is Julio. Yeah, my name is Eduardo. Uh, next week, we will come back with uh, the topic of the day that will be about anxiety. Are you anxious? Have you checked in with your own body? We're going to be talking about everything that has been causing anxiety for us this year. Please give us a like, rate us on your you know, platform that you're listening to, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Also, you know, spread the word to other people who might like this. Let's hope to see you there.